Once again, we thank you so much for your word. God, I can't imagine where we would be without this, where we would be without your, your promises and your wisdom that you have given to us, uh, trying to live in this world blind, if you will, uh, just without uh, that guidance, that direction, and that hope. And we thank you so much for your word. Lord, as we delve into it once again today, we ask you, Lord, to speak to our hearts. It's not, uh, I'm, I'm just the middleman, Lord. You're the one that's going to have to make these truths real to us. So do that, be glorified in it, and we thank you. We give you the praise and honor. Through Jesus we pray. Amen. Well, how many this morning have ever had to deal with tech support? Uh, whether a computer or a phone or an appliance or an insurance policy or some other problem that you had to get somebody on the phone and say, hey, can you straighten this out for me? Anybody? A lot, a lot, right? Um, how many had more anxiety after the call than before? It can be that way, can't it? Uh, but how many have actually gotten a really nice, helpful, you know, just person that, that fixed the situation for you and, and you were just so glad you called, right? Would be that we could get that all the time. Well, don't you wish sometimes that life came with good, dependable tech support? Wouldn't that be great? Well, actually, it does for us as believers in Jesus Christ. Look what Jesus says. I'm entitled the message this morning, God's Tech Support. God's Tech Support. Jesus says this in John 14, beginning of verse 25. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Now we started to look a couple of weeks ago at this promise of the Holy Spirit. Even when I say those words this morning, the Holy Spirit, think of what that conjures up in your heart, right? The Holy Spirit. Um, for, for some, maybe it's, you know, the, like the, the, this, who knows, spirit, you know, or, or, or no, no, it's, it's the power of God, or it's, you know, oh yeah, I've, I've heard of those people that, you know, talk about the Holy Spirit, and they're kind of weird, and, you know, stuff. What does it conjure up in your mind? And hopefully, as we begin to look more at this third person of the Trinity, uh, whom Jesus calls our helper here, we will have a better not only a better understanding of who he is, but I'm praying a better and closer relationship with him. With him. Now the Bible says that he is a person. Okay? Not a human, but a person. Someone who has personality with thoughts and feelings. Hey, this is someone. It, again, I, I've said this before. The hard thing is, is that we call him the 
Holy Spirit, right? It's, it's so impersonal. Would be that we had Jesus, Father, you know, we get that. But the Holy Spirit, it sounds so impersonal that we have a tendency to impersonalize him. But Jesus refers to him as a helper, as a teacher, right? So he is a person that we communicate with. And actually, if you look at this, he is the person of the Trinity whose role it is to communicate with us. And it only makes sense because he is the one who lives in us. When we open our heart to Jesus, when we say, Lord, I believe, come into my heart and life. The Bible says we are born of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes into us. Paul in 1 Corinthians 6.19 says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you whom you have from God? Okay. Let me explain it this way. How many know that there is a radio inside the quarterback's helmet? So he knows, right? So he can hear from the coach. Actually, I didn't know that. I, you know, I'm not big up on that. So then here's, here's what happens. The coach speaks to the quarterback, and then the quarterback, when he calls the huddle, he communicates the will of the coach to the players, right? Likewise, the Holy Spirit is obviously in direct communication with the Father and the Son, right? And so, uh, and, and it's not that, that the Father or Jesus can't, you know, override whatever, do something different. But 98% of the time, this is the way it will be. Because he's here, because he's in us, because he's closer than our very breath, he is the one who is communicating to us the will of the Father. Okay? He's the one. So, you know, yes, we, we pray to the Father, we, we talk to the Father, we talk to Jesus but let's open our hearts and minds to understand that he's the one. He's the one who's our teacher, who's going to guide us into all truth. So we, we need to like open our hearts and say, hey, Holy Spirit, who are you? Right? This is someone that we need to get to know. Someone we need to get to know. Uh, look at verse 26 again. The helper who the Father will send in my name. What's that mean? Okay, It means that this incredible blessing was made uh, possible through the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. Because he died on the cross for us, the Holy Spirit could be sent to us. So it's all because of Jesus that this blessing comes. So, in other words, this blessing comes in his name. The helper who the Father will send in my name. Okay? So, he will do two things. Okay? Two things. What are those two things? One, he will teach you all things. And two, he will bring to remembrance all that I have said to you. So, first off, he is our teacher. He is, in this life, our tech support, if you will. He is our personal mentor in life. God has sent him to us to guide us in life in general, in Christianity, 
in doing the will of God, which is what? Loving God and loving other people, right? So it's the Holy Spirit that will show us and tell us and communicate to us how we should be living that out on a daily basis. I've always thought what an incredible thing it must have been for the original disciples. Can you imagine for three years having access to Jesus? Having access, you know, I was, boy, if, God, if I could just talk to God for five minutes. So here he was, standing there in the flesh, God in the flesh, and I can talk to him. I can look him in the eye. I can ask him questions. How incredible must that have been for those disciples for three years to talk face-to-face with God, right? And yet... Jesus tells them a little later in chapter 16, in verse 7, he says this, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. What? (laughs) What? Better to have the Holy Spirit living inside us? than to have Jesus actually there face to face. Isn't that what Jesus just said? It's to your advantage if I go and he comes. Now think about what that has to mean. Right? That has to mean something. That, that this communication with this, this helper is far beyond what this guy had, had ever anticipated. The potential. Let's call it the potential for communication with the Holy Spirit. If it's better than being able to talk to Jesus face to face, there's a lot of room for growth here. right? First of all, we just have to acknowledge that he's here, but then grow in that, like any other relationship, Right. But if, uh, you know, three years ago I called you on the phone and you said, hello, I said, hi, you have no idea who I was. Right. Even even though you may have met us here on that first Sunday or whatever, you don't know my voice. But after a while now, I'll call you up on the phone. Say, hey, how you doing? Oh, I know you. Right. You, you build that familiarity to my voice. Same thing with this helper. We grow in that relationship with him. How can that be better? Well, first of all, Jesus in his human body was limited to time and space, right? He could only be in one place at one time. But this helper, the Holy Spirit, can be with us 24-7. But also... um, We've got to get this concept that means that that this communication with the Holy Spirit can be developed to this extent. Because that's what Jesus said. It is to your advantage that I go and he comes. So the Holy Spirit with us, in us, is our teacher and he is our personal mentor in life. So what does this look like? What does it look like, this relationship with the Holy Spirit? Well, look at uh, chapter 16, 
in verse 12 of John. Jesus says this. He says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Holy Spirit, or excuse me, when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All the Father has is mine, therefore I said he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Do you see it in, in this passage over and over and over? He will speak, he will speak, he will declare, he will declare. Okay? The Holy Spirit's function in our lives is to communicate with us. How many have ever said, boy, I wish I could hear from God better? I wish I could hear from God more. I wish I could hear from God more clearly. Know what his will is. Know what he wants me to do, right? The potential is here. And he is the Holy Spirit. His function is to communicate to us the will of God. How does he do that? Well, in a number of ways. I want to cover the most basic one, I believe, this morning. And that is found in Romans chapter 8 and verse 16. The Bible says this, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. This is what we call, commonly referred to as, the inner witness of the Spirit. The first time I believe we experience this is when we're first born again. That sense of joy, that sense of peace and love that we feel when the Holy Spirit comes into our hearts and into our lives, right? We don't really at that point understand it all, do we? We, we, we you know, there's so much more, but, but why do we have this, this, tremendous feeling of joy and peace is because that's what he's feeling. Because he is in us. There, there is that connection, the Holy Spirit, our spirit coming together. Again, there's still a mystery to that. I can't, you know, I can't nail it down, but there is another person living in me as a believer in Christ. The person, the spirit of almighty God lives in me at the deepest level, at spirit level, right? He understands it all. He knows all the promises. He knows all that he wants to do with our lives and, and all, all the blessing that God wants to, to bestow on us. He is so excited that we have come into you know, his family and, and all of that. So we feel his joy, right? Um, it's, it's like if your spouse or, or a good friend comes up to you and says, wow, you won't believe the greatest thing happened to me today, right? And they don't even tell you what it is, but you begin to get excited, right? Why? Because you're feeling their excitement. You're picking up on it. Likewise, if someone that, that, that you know and love comes to you in tears, you don't even know what's going on, right? You don't even know the situation, but you begin to grieve for them, don't you? Similarly, we are joined to the Holy Spirit at a deeper level, and we feel what he feels, okay? He's, he's 
in there and he's feeling something and you and I, we pick up on it. I think I told you before uh, how years ago I was listening to a, a certain preacher on the radio and I was still a, a pretty young believer and the things that he was saying sounded right, they sounded biblical to me, uh, but something in me was just bothered and, and I'm, I'm thinking, I, you know, it's just a fluke. I, I got in a bad mood or something or I ate something wrong or whatever. But then, you know, the next time I, I flipped it on and listened to his particular program, it's like, I, I don't know. There's just something's not right here. And I actually had to turn the station, listen to somebody else. And I, I didn't know why. Um, but several months later, found out that he it was revealed that he was a fraud that he was bilking Christians out of millions of dollars, um, it, he, he wasn't right. Okay, I didn't know that. My mind didn't know that. But guess who knew that? Deep within me. And I was picking up on his restlessness, his agitation at what he was hearing from this false preacher. Okay, That's how it works. The inner witness. It's, um, it's more of a general compass, if you will. Uh, it, either a sense of peace and joy, like I said, or a sense of restlessness, a sense of agitation. Uh, it's one of the ways that we determine God's will and direction for our lives. As we pray over something, you know, God, what about this decision? I'm lifting it up to you, and you're talking to the Lord about it. And, and invariably, you know, you get this sense of Peace, yeah, this is the way I need to go. Or you get a sense of, I just, I just don't feel right about it. I just don't, you, know, you hear the expression, I just don't have a peace about this thing. Okay, what's that? That's the Holy Spirit. Um, last week I told you how I had God's peace uh, when the first time Kate got pregnant, right? Uh, <laughs> we didn't have two nickels to rub together as it was, and now we're going to bring a baby into this, and we really couldn't afford it. Um, and then two weeks before uh, she gave birth, I got a new job, practically doubled my salary, right? But I had this sense of peace from the Lord uh, nine months earlier before everything transpired. What I didn't tell you was that uh, not long before uh, Kate and I even dated, I had a job in a totally different field, and uh, I was offered... Uh, Somebody that I knew came in and said, hey, how'd you like to work with me? Here's, here's the scope of the job, et cetera, et cetera. And I took that job against all earthly wisdom because that job was, had a significantly lower pay than where, where I was currently. And I remember talking to my dad about it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to you know, take this new job. And he says, what are you, crazy? You know, of course, he's just looking out for me. He says, you don't leave a job to take a job that's less than the job that you have, right? It just doesn't make sense. And I remember telling my dad, I said, I just, I feel that God's in this, and I know he's going to take care of me. So I was in that job, which turned out to be the stepping stone to the other job in that field with double salary, which I ended up further along at that point than I would have been had I stayed in the original job. 
So again, when the Holy Spirit is, is leading us with this inner witness, the peace or the not peace kind of thing, it can go totally against my reason. It can be totally against um, my own desires. You know, I really, oh, I really want this, but I, I'm feeling the Lord wants to do this over here. I'm just, I just don't have a peace about this thing, right? It can be, it can be totally against human wisdom. It can be totally against my own feelings, but I'll tell you what, it will never be against. The Holy Spirit will never, ever, ever mic drop world without end, amen, right? Never contradict what's written in here. You'd be surprised what you hear over the years. Well, the Lord told me, uh, excuse me? <laughs> yeah, we can, we, we can justify a lot of things and put the Lord's name to it. Um, no, he will never, ever contradict his word. Um, but again, this is one of those general ways that the Holy Spirit who lives in us and guides us. Peace, not peace. Okay, And we'll get more into uh, how you and I interact with him. Um, we see the same thing, uh, biblically speaking, in the book of Acts, where Paul and Silas and Timothy, they're on their missionary journey in the Middle East, and they want to go to Asia, um, the scripture says, which today is Europe, by the way. Um, but they looked at it, they called it Asia uh, back then. And the Bible says this in the book of Acts, they said, and they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to go there. Can you imagine that? Here are three missionaries and probably more of a group with them. And what do they want to do? They want to preach the gospel. They want to share the good news of Jesus, right? That's what they're out there for. That's what they're traveling around. The Holy Spirit says, don't go there. Don't. Don't share the gospel. That sounds kind of crazy, doesn't it? Right? But remember, God's ways are higher than our ways. God is the one who knows the future. God is the one uh, who will lead us in the right direction. So it just makes sense. Maybe the opportunity is better here than it was over here. Timing isn't right, you know? So the Holy Spirit guides us in those ways, leads us on the best path because he loves us. Amen? So the inner witness of the Holy Spirit is important. And next week, again, we'll talk a little bit more. Of course, we'll have to... Uh, break in and talk about Christmas a little bit. Um, but hey, Christmas is what uh, made it all possible <laughs> to begin with, right? So, I, I, I hope um, that, that as we look at this person, uh, what I want to leave you with today is just to consider him. Consider him. As a believer, consider that he lives inside you, never to leave you, right? Consider him as a person with thoughts and feelings, a person who's been tasked by God to lead and guide your life. 
And just, just begin to acknowledge him. Say good morning to him. Talk to him during the day. Um, as some, hey, I, I know you're my helper, and I don't understand all of this yet, and I hope to get better at this, but thanks for being there. Thanks for being my teacher. And, and lead me, guide me through that inner witness. Guide me in life. Lead me into all truth that I might glorify God in my life. And, and you can help me avoid pitfalls and dangers and, and, you know, show me opportunities to do awesome things for the Lord. Amen? So that's the plan. And let's pray. Oh, Lord. First of all, Holy Spirit, you, you are here. And you live in us as believers. And if there's anyone who doesn't uh, have that blessing in their heart and in their life, Lord, here in the church or listening to these words online, Lord, I pray that you would speak to hearts even now. Remind them that Jesus said, I open the door, or I stand at the door and knock. If anyone would hear my voice and open that door, I will come in. That's you. And uh, pray that you would reveal the truth that Jesus died so that we could be reconciled to you. Not just so that we could go to heaven someday, but so that we could have a relationship with someone who loves us and wants to be uh, <laughs> involved in our lives. And if that is you and you've never opened that door, just tell him. Just say, Lord, I, I want to do that now. I want to thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. I want to thank you for, for, for taking the penalty for my sins so I could be forgiven totally and I could know you and walk with you all of my life. I open that door of my heart. Come in. Live in me and help me to know what it means to walk with you each and every day. And I thank you for that. Thank you, Lord. I'll continue, Lord, to reveal your presence to us today and every day, for your glory. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.